0: You're listening to The Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to The Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And
1: I'm John Doyle. And on this episode, we'll be reviewing Uncharted. But before that, we have our new format to enjoy. So hang on tight.
0: All right, John, what have you been watching? We really do need to come up with a better name for this segment. It's a little too wordy.
1: It is. uh, I I have done some thinking and failed at that. So... I don't know. If people want to send in suggestions, they can do that. We'll keep thinking about it. It'll yeah. have a real time. Points for
0: alliteration. It. Points for alliteration.
1: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and we are just really talking about what we're watching, right? That's With some really mini little review. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to mention is a, an anime that I'm watching right Man. now called Kaiji. Um, it was suggested to me by my brother because uh, I had said I'd watched Squid Game, and he said this is older than and ultimately proceeds and Mm. drives into Squid Game. So I've been watching about four episodes in. They're short, really, I mean, they're that short 23-minute anime episode. And it's about a a gambler who's down on his luck, has a huge debt, which sounds exactly like the beginning of Squid Game, and gets on a boat and has to play for what appears to be the entire first season uh, something called Rock, Paper, Scissors... Like restricted or restricted rock paper scissors, huh. and it's this crazy game where they uh, have stars and they play rock paper scissors with cards, and they have to get rid of their cards. It's really interesting, but yeah. it is definitively like a uh, an anime about the the sort of gambling culture and how that culture uh, has obsession and also the cleverness of this kaiji character. Who yeah. I, I believe the f- series full title is kaiji ultimate survivor wow which sounds interesting name um it opens and closes with this boat floating by all the time which is interesting and the animation is so different than what i'm used to in anime yeah the lines are a lot harder the characters um although still looking fairly traditional it um the everything's like sharper it's an interesting piece i'm like enjoying it so uh fascinating we're gonna potentially see if the rain that's now hitting the car yeah, we, will we come into our sound Anyway, but, uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's that's, that's one of the things i have been watching. Yeah, where, and, where are you watching that? Uh, I'm watching it on Crunchyroll. Great, and uh, I I'm I think I'm going to enjoy it. And at this point, I'm happy with it, and I'll at some point check back in about it. Cool. What, what have you been watching? I have one other. Uh, but you tell I me watched uh,
0: I watched a few movies this week. Uh, one of the films I've watched was Much Ado About Nothing at your request and at my wife's request. <laughs> you mean demand? Demand. It was a demand. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was. I have such a hard time following Shakespeare in general. Um, but it was great. I I, you know, I knew what was happening the entire time just because of how everybody acts, how everybody performs. Denzel was charming as hell. Mm -hmm. Uh, (sighs) Kenneth Branagh is just, he's just great. Emma Thompson is great. Kate Beckinsale's in this. I think this was her first film or something. Yeah, said featuring Kate Beckinsale at the beginning. She's great and great to look at. Um, the Keanu Reeves was there. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing, he's but he looked good doing good, it, but he looks good. Though. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, when he's
1: greased up, that's the scene. I,
0: I watched, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, bring Beetlejuice into this film. And, and like, that was fun time too.
1: And that precedes Beetlejuice. So it's great. Does it really? Yeah.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. Great. Well, I, it was, that was fun. That was fun. I have to say, I am not a fan of Kenneth Branagh directing, um, but he directs this movie very well. Um, Everything else I've watched him direct, I have not liked. <laughs> I actually like this movie. So I you say it's a perfect—what do you say? You said it was a perfect— It's like a perfect Shakespeare Shakespeare movie, yeah, great. I have never seen this this play. Right. You, I'm assuming you have. I have. How does it compare film-wise to the— Yeah,
1: it's one of the—I mean, there's differences. The differences sure. are not huge. Mm-hmm. The—what I'll say set pieces in it are the same, uh, Brana in that film just understands how to make everything like human and sensitive yeah. and empathetic and full of joy. Yeah. And it's,
0: and it's funny while it's also kind of heartbreaking yep. at the same time. And yeah, it was very, very good.
1: Yeah. I've seen it a couple times. To- I mean, I see the play a couple of times and I like the play. I just think they, yeah. there's something about the way the film is presented that is crystal clear and clean and full mm. of joy yeah. And you're right in all that tragedy. So yeah,
0: the movie made me want to watch the play. Yeah, which great. doesn't happen often mm-hmm. when I see play uh, uh, film adaptations. Yeah, I just don't right? know
1: why Brana didn't just stick with Shakespeare.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's great, and he can if he wants to go back to Shakespeare, he can cast himself in it, and he'll be better for it than directing, you know, Agatha Christie novels and ruining those. So, <laughs> right. um, we, I, I just want to like make sure that we mention where we. Are watching right. these things I don't know where This is streaming We ended up purchasing It for five dollars In like the iTunes yeah. Cheap movie bin And that's why We ended up watching And it.
1: it's absolutely Worth the five bucks yeah. For sure it, yeah. It's a movie that I watch On a regular basis Like I'll watch once a year Just That'll because That'll make you happy It's yeah, a good movie It's exactly right and When the spring comes And you know It just feels like A great spring movie Yeah
0: What is uh, What's the other one You've been watching
1: uh, So I watched Kronos The oh, uh, Essentially yeah. the first film uh, That Guillermo del Toro Directed and spoilers ahead yeah okay good yeah so it's it is it, it's everything I, sorry, I wrote this on the box i'm trying not to just literally re what i said it's everything <laughs> you expect from a guillermo, guillermo del toro film it's right. exactly what he does there's a child who is both sensitive and slightly disturbed yeah. is, there some, an evil, is there some evil sort of fascism there's in there? a bad guy who's essentially sort of a a ill dying fascist yeah. ron perlman's in it so uh-huh. ron perlman's been with him through his entire wow. career right okay. playing this ridiculously awful american-ish guy sure. like american-ish guy like english-speaking person yeah um and it's essentially a vampire film oh really and it's a really really interesting take on how vampirism would work and how and what it means and it it captures what good vampire films do hmm. and that is the you know some sense of empathy somewhere so i so i love like 30 days of night like it's a it's a vampire film where like the vampires are just bad bad folk right, right. like it's awful and that's great like it's the boogeyman vampire is sure. cool but i much prefer movies like near dark or or chronos where the vampires are immediately empathetic to us and mm-hmm. as as a result there's there's an emotional core that right. is that thing that del Toro does. Like he takes us through people who are suffering and it's tragic and yeah. full of pain. And yet there's, there's this human love in it. And so that's great. It, yeah. it, it, is, it
0: sounds like you just described twilight a little bit.
1: Maybe maybe. May <laughs> um, <laughs> no. but that's great. But the, uh, it is certainly an early film of his, yeah. the cinematography, although very nice is shot with cheaper equipment, like all of that you stuff. And you can tell all that, but that's—I mean—when you're early independent, he kind of films. That's what it looks like. The story disparity. certainly does. Mm-hmm. There's some bumps where you can tell, like, "Oh, we're just going to use this basement we found sure. for this sequence," <laughs> and, and but because that, and that's there. But the um, the film is—it's great. It's well worth watching. Cool. Devil's Backbone, which is another film of his, if, you know, one of his early films, I think, is much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um he though, apparently and I watched a piece on Criterion where he talked about it, says he spends tons of time going back to this movie hmm. and cleaning it up. Really? Like if he gets the opportunity what, to Chronos? do Kronos? Yeah, like really? to like to clean up the color or fix something and wow. he goes back. It's the it's like that first child you can't get rid of. Right. So it's I mean, from my standpoint, it's worth watching if just to know that he hasn't come very far thematically. Yeah, uh, but he has, but he's still trying to make horror from a very different perspective, and I think that's great. That's great. Where did so, you watch you know, that again? So on Criterion, Criterion. That's on Criterion. Yeah. I don't know if it's anywhere else. It, there's a lot of the Criterion films we're seeing like doubled out, but I think this one may be just Criterion because it had all this commentary associated with
0: it. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, Criterion, catch that movie. Uh, lastly, I'll just talk about the last film I watched this week was. Um, Hell or high water. Oh yeah, I um, saw that. Did you? Goodness gracious, that. that movie's good. Yeah, you can catch that uh, on Netflix. Totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, talk about chemistry. Chris Pine and Ben Foster, they crushed that. They crushed those two roles, and so did Jeff Bridges. Bridges. He sounds like he has marbles in his mouth for the entire film, <laughs> but somehow you can still understand everything he's saying, mm-hmm. and you were just behind him the entire time. There's some. There's a lot of. There's some heartbreak in this film. There's some comedy. There's just. There's oh, it's there's so much. In this film and um, it's this whole uh, good thief bad thief doing things for the right reasons there's a whole thing about um, oppression and poverty and um, how far is too far to do what's right for your family or to break the chains of that oppression and poverty and like how do you go about doing that like there's a there's a lot to the film and it is it is wonderful. I mean, just the opening sequence, the opening shot has, you know, this shot of these three crosses on this wall. And the middle cross isn't the one we want to pay attention to, but the other two crosses are the ones that we want to look at with uh, the uh, good thief and the bad thief who are mm-hmm. next to Jesus, right? At the crucifixion. And like that thematically plays out through the entire yeah, film. That's cool. And it's very, it's very good. Highly recommend.
1: Opening sequences matter. We, we opening it Im- the that.
0: opening image is yeah, so, is really so good. They t- tells you everything you need to know without ever realizing it. Cool. That's so, cool. That's great. Yeah. Great. Well, you want to get into our review of Uncharted?
1: Yeah, let's head over and watch Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is this? I'm a friend of Sully's.
0: sally doesn't have any friends. I should know. I'm one of them. You are a collector. Well, I dabble. I don't dabble.
2: My family has been looking for this fortune for a very long time. So much blood. Well, I'm pretty sure he's just threatening to kill me. But don't touch your ear like that. You look like an idiot. You have no idea who you partnered with.
0: I've been dreaming about this stuff since I was a kid. My brother say I left one final clue. All right. So, spoilers ahead for our review of Uncharted. Uh, look, I ask you the same question every time. What were your thoughts as somebody who has had you've had zero experience with the outside source material? Correct. Indeed. Right. Okay. This so, is my I want to. I'm very interested to know what you thought of the film and um, as as a whole.
1: So, if this film was made 40 years ago, this would be a really good. Yeah. Action film. This yeah. would be like yeah. one people would go see. Right. Uh it it, it um, You
0: mean if it was made around the time Indiana Jones came out? Yeah.
1: I th- I'm sort of that's exactly what I'm thinking. Maybe, you know, a post Indiana Jones right. action story. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I would say. And the second thing I'll say is that it uh it sweats video game. I yeah. mean, the, it y- you feel sort of like video game is leaking out of its pores through the entire <laughs> film uh, and we can talk about that later because I'm anxious actually to hear some of yeah. what I sense that you know right uh, so so that's my initial cool. response I I didn't have a bad time
0: I was gonna ask I was gonna be my second question is did you have a good time at the theater watching this
1: I enjoyed watching this film in the theater in, <laughs> With, with
0: some, significant feel like, it feels reserv- like it feels like you're really dancing around, just taking it's a just big like, old dump on the movie, <laughs> like with some
1: serious reservations, <laughs> because there are some there are some very serious issues. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's, it's, okay, it's, it's like right you're actively there. trying not oh, to, trying to, to, to hurt someone's feelings. You can hurt my feelings. It's okay. So in
1: class today, I had students talk about the ethics of uh, social media, and Letterboxd was when I gave them. And they said to me, the unethical thing that Letterboxd does, it lets people dump on films. And all I could think was, tonight I'm probably going to do that.
0: <laughs> well, Let's do that real okay. quick. Right. Um, let's, let's actually, maybe it. not real quick because it may take longer than a real quick right. to dump on the film. So hang on, folks. <laughs> okay, give me your biggest problems with the movie.
1: So, so I, I, you know what? I, I'm going to answer that and then I'm going to throw it right back to you. Okay, great. So the first thing I'm going to say is I hope you're
0: going to steal my answer, probably.
1: Tom Holland's great. I agree. Say Tom Holland's great.
0: Tom, Tom Holland's great. He and he plays a young Nathan Drake, and so. Yeah, he's great.
1: One big ball of charisma, mm-hmm. and he's charming and the whole works. On the other hand, Mark Wahlberg
0: <laughs>
1: is just—I
0: have to say though—I actually thought Mark Wahlberg was—he was better than I thought he was going to be. So,
1: so, uh, so I'll say the same thing. Yeah, but that's—but there's not much going on there. And that's you, what it comes down.
0: Correct. To. And you're not even comparing him to right. the original character. I'm doing that in my head.
1: He, he feels so low key yeah, so unpurposed, like purposeless, like unmotivated.
0: fully. He's fully purposeless in this
1: film and, and that's and that's what my problem is. Um, I agree. so here's, and that's an acting business. Here's the directing. problem
0: with th- the character of Sully in this film is drastically different than the character of Sully that we know in the games. The character of Sully that we know in the games has always looked out for Nathan Drake has always been a father figure for him, has always been somebody who has had his back, um, who would tell Nate when to quit. Instead, in this film, it's flipped the other way around. And so that problematically, it's it's problematic for me because the character of Sully isn't the character of Sully in this movie. It's just a different, it's just different. It's just somebody completely different. Okay. Um. And they just slapped victor sullivan's name on the character right and maybe going forward maybe they'll they'll change it up
1: right so this is like origin story
0: right um and we the the hard thing is too is in the games we do get an origin story for them okay um there is a flashback moment in the third game where we see them come together and actually we see that reference at the uh at the end of in that post-credit scene they're wearing the same exact outfits they wore in that flashback scene in the game. Okay, great. Um and it's great. It's it's perfect. You get the mustache, you get the cigar. Uh Sully is kind of a young Sully in that game in that moment and here you you can see kind of where Mark Wahlberg would fit that mm-hmm. would fit the bill there. And and he actually looked pretty good in that in that last segment. That was the most he felt like Sully and I'm like, "Good, dude, you get like 2 minutes of screen time here at the end." <laughs> and this is where you where this is where you pull out the most Sully version of yourself. So, yeah, he was purposeless in this film. Absolutely.
1: So, yeah, I mean, so what were, what's your biggest issue?
0: Um, my biggest issue was exposition dump after exposition dump after exposition dump. This was a talking head movie for, like, 80% of it. And then the other 20% was some fun action set pieces or some uh, discovery, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just coming at it so heavily from a gaming perspective of having played these games. It's really difficult to... It's really difficult to transfer a game to film. It's just it's hard to do, especially games where you're sitting there for 10, 12, 15 hours, 20 hours in a single storyline, spending time with these characters. And uh the thing is though, those games are just so well crafted from a storytelling right. perspective that when you transfer it to a film and it has to be 2 hours or less, you lose out on so much nuance and so much of the uh the fun and uh, relational aspect that you have as an audience member like interacting with the characters and so we're stuck listening to them uh tell each other their thoughts and their discoveries and this is kind of it's a lot of show it's a lot of tell instead of show Mm -hmm. in this and this i mean this completely goes against what things like indiana jones was doing right like Indiana Jones was this type of thing and same with the Uncharted games where it's like hey here's a discovery this leads to this Right. and then they go and do that and then there's something goes wrong and it leads to this next thing but that leads to a discovery and it goes to this the games work in the same way mm-hmm. and so it's it's not we're sitting down on a couch and talking about this Right? Uh, it's not we're uh, sitting in a bar and talking about this it's none of that which happened in this film multiple times there was a lot of just discussion in a car in a hotel room on uh, at, a, at a resort on the beach like there is stuff that just kept happening where they're just talking about stuff
1: they're bringing people it's like they're bringing the audience up to speed over and over and right. over
0: again they right? assume the audience is stupid and can't follow so they have to keep explaining things to us and this is just a, it's it's an issue with the script it's i don't think it's an issue with the director i think it's a, a scripting issue i think the people writing this film just didn't write it right like they just <laughs> they just didn't write the right film Um, this would not have been, this would not have been the way I would have written this movie as a fan of the video games. I would have gone in a completely different direction. Drake wouldn't have been a bartender. He would have, if you're going to give him a job, I probably would have made him a rock climbing instructor of some sort or a, like there's a million different things I would have done. I would have done instead of what they did. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of people who are upset about the film and like the way they went. I actually had a really good time. Yeah, I had a fun time watching this right. movie. I lowered my expectations so far <laughs> that I had an I had an acceptably fun time at the movies. But the first thing I did when we're seeing uh there was a few there was a few scenes in the beginning. There was the uh the plane scene, right? right. And we right know we're going to catch up to that. Yes, exactly. And that's great. I love I love when films start that way and we got to catch up. Like I love I love when that happens. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, then we go to boston we meet sam and i'm saying they they kind of break into this magellan thing and all of that i'm saying okay i'm just going to say we're in an alternate dimension an alternate universe we're in a multiverse sort of thing the same way they the jj abrams did star trek we're just in a different timeline this is a different story they're not trying to uh repeat what right, they did in the I games i'm just going to accept this storyline as what it is and i was fine with the story mm-hmm. as w- as far as what they were doing um, and so I think that mindset like helped me okay. throughout the film, uh, because I think if I was trying to say, okay, they're just, they're, they're just not doing these stories right. Then I would have been more disappointed, but
1: well, I, w- I would watch young, the young pair. Yeah. Like for another whole movie, I thought they were great. That opening sequence, I actually thought was really good. Yeah. I, f- I felt very hopeful when that breaking in and getting caught in the nun thing and uh, there was some awkward, weird shot framing whatever like some of that felt awkward but the those two felt really interesting and they seemed like they actually had chemistry and like they actually cared yeah yeah Yeah. like they they said they seemed like they were they were great and then oh yeah we and then we leap forward to present day so that was actually there was that that time number was another thing like made me crazy because present day actually is the car in the plane right like if we start at the car in the plane, and right? Go back 15 years, and then we did they say the present, present day it said on the present screen? day? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And so, like the f-
0: there's some editing mistakes. There's some editing choices that were wrong. I think. That- yeah.
1: So there's just it's just it's just a matter of like yeah. you're over explaining, right? Right. We we would understand because we watched that. Yeah. Really, like very simple technique of you know blending from face to face. Oh, dude!
0: I mean the the second it was it froze on like young young nathan ten-year-old Drake, nathan drake's face i was like match cut they're gonna match cut they didn't match cut they match faded right this time but you knew you knew it was happening they didn't need to explain to the audience uh, that's that it right present and, day and yeah. so
1: that 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 was one of those moments where i was like oh this is where we're headed and there was a tremendous amount of exposition and yeah. there was also a lot of telegraphing of what was going to need to happen mm-hmm. uh we the this dist- but the distrust didn't feel as motivated as it could right like it I yeah. didn't yeah you know
0: I look the other thing too is that I want to I, I think of how Indiana Jones is introduced right oh man it's so cool he whips a gun out of somebody's hand and then he goes and steals this treasure from this temple thing and then he's immediately like He's not betrayed, but he this guy who one ups him, right? Mm-hmm. He right. waits for him to come out. Right. He begins the, as takes, a right. surviving loser. Right. He's an underdog. So you're automatically rooting for him. Mm-hmm. In the game, we meet we meet Nathan Drake on a boat who is searching for Sir Francis Drake's uh like tomb, his coffin that's buried at sea. Nobody's found it. He finds it, he finds a journal in the bottom. You're like, okay, this dude's smart. He knows what he's doing and then he's immediately attacked by pirates on that boat. And you're like, this is a cool introduction to this mm-hmm. character. And we don't get that in this movie. No, and so not. they substitute that plane sequence as our introduction to Nathan Drake and it's not the right move. Even though I love when films start like that, you start a movie like that on in a sequel or a, or yeah. a, or the third film in the series. You don't start your you don't start your first film not knowing who this character is all of a sudden falling out of a plane. You, you start him somewhere else.
1: And it's interesting because that means they're relying on the video game knowledge to mm-hmm. get you in because you responded immediately to that ring floating. Like, I heard you audibly respond yeah. to that ring. So yeah. like, they're they're banking on you knowing who that is and what it is where, where in a way, they're, you're the one who's going to be unhappy with that because you want to meet the character in a different way. Right. And then for the people who aren't aware like me, we're just, trying to figure out and so this feels very linear in in a way after we yeah you have a
0: very different response to the whole plane sequence than i do i'm saying great this is from the third game where actually they're falling out of a plane over a desert instead of over water very very different uh for for a completely different quest for a completely different purpose um and you're trying to just say okay where are we what are we doing i'm interested to know it's great there's a big set piece that's going to come up awesome But now we're back to the beginning of the film and he's a bartender or Mm -hmm. he's a he's a young kid at this orphanage i was i was surprised they went back to this uh this saint francis like orphanage thing Uh, it was great i loved it no yeah i loved it and, and you loved it and and the thing with all of these characters in this game and what it needs to be in the film is there's so much chemistry between Nate and Sully and Nate and Chloe and Nate and Sam. And if they ever decide to bring characters like Charlie Cutter in or Elena Fisher, there are so many characters that everybody just has this chemistry with each Mm -hmm. other and they're fun to, to listen to talk and banter. But while they're doing that, they're actually doing things instead of just sitting around. And so I just had a big problem with them sitting around.
1: Yeah. I think pacing is an issue. And so as much as you're talking about script, which I think is a legitimate
0: well, issue. and I think that pacing goes along with how the script was written. Yeah,
1: I just feel like the it felt like the pace it dra- it was had just not driven right. Mm-hmm. And so, in this kind of film where we're on a quest, the whole point is moving through the quest. Yes, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. did feel like there were times where it just felt like the camera the the uh the energy of the film and not, not necessarily the character's action but the energy of the film was just moving very slowly uh-huh. uh, and and yeah. that that dis- that doesn't help us be excited right 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 but to be clear that didn't damage significantly the fact that i like enjoyed watching the film but i but like i say but you, but, 40 years ago it yeah. would have it you, yeah, it has a place. But Again, now our expectations are different.
0: It's so hard because you have a film like Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, or or even The Last Crusade. I'm not even going to talk about Temple of Doom or, or Crystal Skull. Those movies. Uh, but those two films just are so driven by both character and plot, and how they uh, merge with each mm-hmm. other, and how they interact. How how all of it just it just all flows so well. Uh, and you have this perfect example of how. These, sort, you know, Indiana Jones kind of set the bar really, really high, mm-hmm. really high. So you have to do something completely different unless you want to be called a copycat, which I don't know why they even had to do the plane flying over the globe with the red dot or the red line. I understand that they're giving a callback to Indiana Jones. Everybody knows where that's from. Mm-hmm. It looked weird in the film. It looked a little cheap. I think you could have just cut to the space and it would have been better. But. Indiana Jones set the bar so high; you have to do something different. But because you have such an example of how pacing should work in this type of movie, I don't think there's any excuse for the way this the pacing flows in this movie Mm -hmm. to actually be uh, like approved approved. Like I can't approve of this pacing because of I've seen it done better forty years ago. Right, and you know how it should work. Right. So
1: and and I. So let's talk about the video gameness of it because there's some things I want to sort of ask about. There, it did ask feel, away. So number one, I felt like I was seeing cutscenes a lot. Great, yeah. So there was this real sense that I was in some sequence with my lead character, and yeah. then there was a cutscene that was going to transfer me to the next part of the story. It really yeah. felt that way, especially the what? What are the names of the bad guys? The Antonio Banderas is found. Uh, that's Moncado. Moncado. So like those scenes felt like cutscenes to me. Where we would discover some piece of information that our main character doesn't know. So we know it as a game player, right? And we can follow the story and then we dump that. So into our
0: it's main funny. Story. So so if I'm remembering correctly, ever you're as in the game, you are you're playing as Nathan Drake and you are completely in his perspective the entire time. You don't find out information that he doesn't know. Okay. And so you only know what he knows. And if he if you're if you are going to a cutscene where there is another character involved that is gonna dish out some information, chances are Nate is listening okay, I in got some you. capacity. Okay. So he doesn't know that Chloe has betrayed him unless he's there to hear about it. Okay. Um you are completely in his perspective throughout the entire game. That's pretty interesting. And and it's it's great. Seriously, you could just take the cinematic cutscenes, which don't even feel like cutscenes, because when you are you're you're playing the game, you're you're kind of in this third person and all of a sudden, if you get to a point, the camera kind of pushes in a little bit, and then it may cut to the reverse angle. And then when it's going to come back to putting you into the game, it it'll start kind of on on Nate, and then it will do this orbit and reverse around, and just you then you're playing again. There's oh, no I cut see. out of the scene. Okay, it cuts it it just flows seamlessly from that cutscene back into the gameplay. Huh. And it's amazing because you never feel like you leave a cutscene. You just feel like you've gone from story to playing the playing right, the story. I gotcha. Um, huh, that's really interesting. It's amazing. And, that's, and Naughty Dog is just great at that. Naughty Dog is the company that made Uncharted. They've made The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way they tell stories is just, they've set the bar so high that getting getting this into a film right. is so difficult.
1: Uh, so let's talk about video game stuff then specifically. Yeah. So the cat's a thing, right? No, the get cat, out of here. the
0: cat is not it, as far as I remember, I, I just played the first three games in the last week and a half. There is no cat involved. Okay, the uh, cat
1: felt like a full-blown. Oh, no, 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 they,
0: the cat is I have no idea where this cat came from. I mean, it was I like cats, but uh, you are a cat guy. And I actually it's funny. I can see Sully as a cat guy as well. So I was down with the cat. I thought Nate had a much bigger plan for that cat than he did. I thought the cat was going to be some kind of distraction mm-hmm. in the, in the, um, in, in the, uh, auction, the auction house, yeah. you know, but, uh, no, got it for a That's so, so strange.
1: Yeah. I thought for sure that that was now
0: a... the auction house is, I could go through the entire film and be like game, 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 game. Like there's, there's a significant amount, including Nolan North, who's on the beach, who right. is the voice actor of, of Nathan Drake in the game. He popped up. I'm like, Oh, Hey, this is, of course he's in here. He's got to right. be in here, you know. Um, so yeah, no cat is not in the game. That's
1: so interesting. Yeah. So, so big set pieces from the game.
0: Of course, plane the plane. Uh, right, I got you, but not sequence. from
1: the original. So they're blending stories, right?
0: They are. They they're blending stories big time. Um, that's from the that's from the third game. The auction house, uh, is from the fourth game. Except that auction house is in Italy. And you are also stealing a cross, not a crucifix, you're stealing a cross of Saint Dismas. Um, and you have to cut the power. And okay. and Sam is in that game, brother Sam is in that game, who dresses as a waiter to steal the cross. Okay. So completely just snatch that out of right, that game, right. put it right in here. Very different. Um what was our who was our villain here? Um what was their names again you had santiago moncado and you had uh braddock right, right? so this this felt to me like two characters in the fourth game uh character and the villains uh rafe and then nadine ross um nadine ross is a like a military she owns like this militant Thing. Uh, she just has like disposable people that you can kill throughout the game okay. like that's her whole purpose is just to provide an army for you to shoot and um, that is essentially what happened here as well um, strong female lead uh, great character she ends up in a like a spinoff game where her and Chloe Frazier go and do stuff in okay. India awesome game too um, but that was that this felt like pulled straight out of the game Okay. Um, as well just they twisted the characters I would imagine that Nadine Ross may actually make an appearance in another movie if they somehow get another movie greenlit. Uh that seems like they're trying for the it. Um let's see what else. Uh Magellan's ships down in the cavern felt like a complete callback to Henry Avery's ship in the fourth game. Uh I mentioned before the last uh the the mid uh post-credit scene they're in their outfits from a from a flashback in mm-hmm. the okay. third game. Let's see. Where else did we go? Uh, Chloe Fraser obviously is in there, and Chloe Fraser is in the second game and the third game. Um, yeah, like there's just there's just a bunch of random there's just a bunch of random stuff, uh, even just small things that 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 are there. Like um, Sully pickpockets. Um, Sully, Sully pickpockets uh, Nate in the beginning, right? Like he Mm -hmm. picks, he picks his pocket, and um, that definitely felt a little bit like how they met in that flashback, but it was the other way around. He was baiting Nate to pickpocket him instead, uh, and that led to a whole thing. And then he ends up saving Nate and like having lunch with him. Like that was, that was, and that so okay, we're talking game stuff, but let's go back to the movie for a second because. We talked about Nate's introduction. I had a huge problem with Sully's introduction and how quickly Nate was able to trust mm-hmm. Sully, right? Um again, in the game Sully saves Nate essentially from death and then kind of grooms him to be okay. like who he is, but as like this father figure in the movie here, we don't get that. We just get we just get Nate naively trusting this guy who knew his brother okay and it just That's right. it just doesn't it doesn't work like it just i'm like why are you trusting this guy all of a sudden you're just going to go around the world with him like you just picked your pocket he's been watching you he knew your brother and your brother's not here so where is your brother at and your brother's not with him so like is he lost is he right. dead is he what does that mean uh, so there's so many red flags and that's just, I think there's just some lazy sh- screenwriting. There's just some continuity stuff. There's just some issues with the writing. Yeah. I, and it's I'm completely, I
1: I do wonder if there's things missing, right? Like if there's a longer cut, I, I, I don't, I know I I'm not saying that's a solution. Yeah. 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 But, but I, I would agree with you that th- certainly that the first act of Tom Holland's world like once we see holland right that first act is full of unmotivated choices right? yeah oh yeah and then there are some motivated choices towards the end but again one of the difficulties is th- these characters aren't making choices that are completely reasonable because they're in situations that are generally unbelievable
0: oh for sure the oh the whole the entire game is like that like if you're going to if i were to define kind of the the way that Nate works, or who Nate is, Nate is kind of the most lucky unlucky guy on the planet. Okay, like he somehow can just he just gets out of situations in the most lucky and unlucky way possible. Um, so he may he may escape death, but then all of a sudden the rope he's swinging on breaks, but then he somehow catches himself. Okay, it's that whole scene with the the plane, right? Right, the plane, right, right, like, right which is
1: full of accidental. It's exactly what it is. Right. it's
0: accidental luck. Right. Um, that's how it is. You're just like, I can't believe this dude survived again. And I think one of the reasons that there wasn't a ton of gunfighting in this film is is because of that. Like, it's just you're it's impossible. Like in the game so frequently you're going up against these military trained armies. It's like an army that you're you're fighting <laughs> against. And you're like, this is one guy going against 40 people or 800 people throughout the game and you're like this guy is alive I don't know how he's alive and you can't transfer that to a film right you and it's fun to it. play it
1: right and right. you and when you're in it and that I think maybe that maybe part of what my experience is is that the style or the scale of this is pulled back sufficiently that mm. we're not those things don't feel yeah uh, organic yeah right
0: yeah no it, exactly
1: you you know what I'm saying like that luck should be present that right. it, it, it it needs to have the the energy of mm-hmm. the a world where we can do things that don't really happen because right. we're gaming, right? Right. Like the story is a game. That's a that's a direction that might have pushed this to be more enjoyable or maybe more successful. I think that's the difference. Enjoyable versus successful. That's yes. the language I want to use. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the film is enjoyable as a whole. I think it could have been really great. I, like that's in a different format or in a di- with a with, a, with a different script or even with a similar script that just had more push more it needed more drive it needed more energy I think that uh, I I think that uncharted needs to be a 10 episode HBO series um, instead of a 2 hour film because I think you can take your time with character. You can take your time with discoveries. Each episode, you can uncover a different clue that pushes your story forward. They can be 45-minute episodes, and they can just push your story forward. You can spend time exploring. You can spend your time with characters. You can spend your time uncovering clues. And you can, it, it would just I, just, I I. think that. And you have a set piece of uh, And you have episode. a big set piece an episode. Yeah. And, and a cliffhanger. And a cliffhanger at the end of every single episode. And that I think that would drive it could be eight episodes. I don't know. Whatever it is. But I think this would benefit more from a series than from a from a movie.
1: Yeah, and I can understand that. It makes some measure of sense. We do move really it's so funny I'm talking about the pace being slow, we move really quickly through the motivated acts. Like that's, that's where it's the, really it's, missing, it's, right? It's
0: weird. It's this mm-hmm. thing where it's like this moved so fast and yet so slow at the same time. And it's because there was there is this disconnect on tone right, for this movie, it. right? It just doesn't know what it wants to be. It wants to talk about the cool historical stuff and how it all pieces together, but it also wants to deliver big action set pieces. And it can't do both in the runtime that it's been given. Yeah, I
1: think that that's really legit. And I think that you can also account to, for some of that in the, the fact that the film has is is trying to do too much Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just trying to do too much, and yeah. so it has to explain things away right. in order to get to those pieces that they want to run. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's really interesting. I, you know, your point about the historical stuff—the um, what happens to Magellan's ship in the end—is heartbreaking.
0: Oh man, dude, it's heartbreaking. That's, and I knew it had to be because that's how the games—that's how the games go. That's how treasure movies go in general. They right. have to go that way, right? Nobody can walk away with the full treasure. It can't happen. Legitimately, in these games, Nate finds El Dorado, sinks to the bottom of the sea. He finds Shambhala, destroyed. <laughs> he finds Atlantis of the Sands, destroyed. He finds a pirate ship, boom kaboom, it's destroyed. Like it just has. That's how it has to go. Right. It has to go that way. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ark is put. No, it, it's for sure. It's gone. Right. It's gone. It's still
1: heartbreaking watching those beautiful old ships that probably should not have been as sturdy as they were. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: right. He landed that in the ocean. I was like, I don't know if this thing would still well, float. Man. There was a moment know. when they were
1: fighting. Well, there's that. there's a moment where Braddock says, put a hole in my boat and I will, uh, Put a hole in you, yeah, and then they the boat <laughs> ramps into the other boat. I'm like, everyone's gonna get killed. Now. Yeah, yeah, she's not gonna forgive but it, anybody. And she like didn't
0: yell at anybody for for that happening at all. No,
1: and there was that one guy who jumped across. I thought that was a hilarious moment. Yeah, that guy jumped across and landed in some sort of like Hulk like land. Yeah, uh, you almost position. heard the thud that he made yeah, when he hit, exactly. hit the deck. Um, yeah so yeah and the other you know the other thing that was and this may be a game thing too but was so wildly illogical was they had to use the (laughs) keys in that church and i thought the church was beautiful actually i thought that sequence was really pretty Mm -hmm. but to get into that tunnel and then that tunnel ends up in pipes that ends up in like a rave in a nightclub nightclub, right if
0: you've have you watched ted lasso at all
1: i'm watching ted lasso we're going to talk about that
0: oh my goodness Ted Lasso is so good, but anyway, there is an episode that is solely focused on Coach Beard, who is the most weird guy ever, and he has a very similar experience where he goes into a church and somehow ends up in a nightclub.
1: So what what I want to say is this: All right, I'm just going to <laughs> jump back distraction.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The so entire time. everyone
1: had to walk the other way. Everyone was in there, so so they didn't need those keys to get into the club. So they. So they needed the key to get to the next space. Now I understand yes. why they had to go through the process, Yeah. but it was it was very strange, like very distracting to me. And yet still fun. Like the dance yeah, yeah, sequence yeah. was cute. Like that all that stuff was adorable and but the, the fight was good. The dance sequence
0: didn't need to happen. No, true. It that dance sequence was them priming us for the betrayal. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so there's there's moments like that that, that and that should have been longer. Like the dance sequence should have been longer. That that's where I feel like there's. Or stuff we the should have been
1: deeper into the emotion of it, right? And that yeah. I, that I agree.
0: Because Chloe and Nate do have this thing in the games, okay? Like briefly, but it, there's this tension there, and you don't get it in this film as much. Like you can see, like kind of the beginnings of it, and because we're a young Nathan Drake right now, like maybe that this right. is this maybe is how it started, it. but. Uh, yeah, there's stuff that's on the cutting room floor that I think would have enhanced the film if it was an extra 20 minutes long.
1: There was a moment where we were in some place where there was water, which I know is mm-hmm. often in the film, and there was a bubble that passed in front of the screen. <laughs> well, oh, someone farted on camera? <laughs> no, I, th- I think, in fact, that there's, there's a bubble joke that was cut. I think oh. like there's some kid blowing bubbles and it's a joke that didn't <laughs> land or something because there was a bubble floated right across the screen. Oh my goodness. And I was like, why is there a bubble there? It looks like a bubble from a, like the kind of thing a bubble wand would create. <laughs> it's like, what is that doing there? So I, I do think there's some cutting and editing stuff that here's yeah. in this, it's strange. And this film, I mean, this film has struggled to get out, right? So like what's 2015 it, is the first it's time? It's been years. It's been it trying was been to trying. get done.
0: They've had directors come and go, I and I I have to attribute that to the script. I have to no, say that these directors true. were like, heck, yeah, I want to do an uncharted movie. Give me the script." And then they see the script and they're like, "I don't want to do this movie, man." All right? Or they they try and work with the script and they just can't get it mm-hmm. to a point to where they can direct this thing. Um, I think Mark Wahlberg has been like the guy who's been around for the whole thing. Well, th- I I'd have to do a little research. What do you have on trivia there? Do you have some so, really yeah, stuff to be trivia? I've
1: got um Oh, there, there's a lot of stuff here. So Nathan Fillion actually showed interest. Dude, he,
0: Nathan Fillion would be great. He would be great. He's too old.
1: Now he's too old. He's too
0: old. Ten years ago, right, would have been great.
1: Um, apparently, uh, Mark Wahlberg right was in it early, but so was De Niro and Pesci.
0: Really, I can We're actually all slated see. To be in the movie. I can see De Niro as David I can't O'Russo say Pesci.
1: was going to direct then. Uh, Who, David, uh, David O. Russell? Sorry. Russell, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. The
0: same guy did uh, American mm-hmm. uh, Hustle. American Hustle. Yeah, which and, ma- uh, makes sense the fighter that, with those and, guys, right? Yeah, but Brian right, with Cranston, Wahlberg being with Wahlberg, yeah. Brian
1: Cranston, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal, oh, Chris my. Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson were all considered for Scully before the role went to Wahlberg.
0: What? well What is that list? Oh my god! I'm sorry. I need to. I
1: need It's a... great. Brian Cranston, Jake Gyllenhaal, Chris Pratt, Stop Chris Prime, Chris Hemsworth, and Matthew Matt McConaughey, McConaughey, and Woody Harrelson. Sorry. And I can see all of them being people you would consider for wildly different reasons.
0: I, of they, all of them, Cranston's the only one that I could see as Sully.
1: Okay, and and, and and not knowing the game, I would say that all of them I can see over
0: over Wahlberg. Warwick. See, the thing is, Wahlberg has the head shape. <laughs> That's the only thing that he has going for it. Uh, I, I cannot Wahlberg believe- Wahlberg is too buff for the role.
1: I cannot believe that cat isn't part of it. No, that cat, the cat had is... two takes to camera. <laughs> two takes to camera that had to be takes from the video game.
0: No, that cat is to- How many games are there? There's Well, there's four, and then there's a fifth spin spin-off.
1: And game. you haven't played- What one haven't you played?
0: I've played all of them. You? you I've literally you... played every game in this series- I've played every there's game. A cat. I've played every you. game in this series twice, except for the Lost Legacy. And I've played the fourth game three times.
1: Oh my goodness gracious! I have no I that when I that cat, no recollection look, of a cat. When the cat took the take to the camera when he was first in <laughs> Wahlberg's house, I was like, "That cat's there." But when that cat stuck his head out of the backpack, I was like, <laughs> no, first I was I, I, I the first thing I could think Mr. was Mr. Whiskers. This is absolutely well. It had a name like, exactly. No,
0: there's no cat in this game at it, all. It
1: felt like the cat was like a touchstone from the game, and then I was then my immediate response was. That cat's gonna get shot. Like that's always what I feel when people like shove an animal right, in their right, backpack right. in a movie. Yeah, this movie where they're bouncing against things. I'm like, that cat is dead. Yeah, the cat can't survive no. anything in this kind of film. No, no, absolutely. Because not. they bang into everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: No, uh that cat's not in the game <laughs> whatsoever. That's
1: good. Uh, that is going to be like the flag I plant on this <laughs> film
0: is that cat. That's unbelievable yeah, to me. Yeah, no, he's not. He doesn't exist at at all. So yeah, I don't. I don't know where he came from. Thought he was great. The moment that but...
1: Chloe tasted the salt, I was a little bothered by too.
0: Why? Because you well, don't. If you just you, don't touch something and put it in your mouth, <laughs> if
1: you open up some ancient thing, and something looks crystalline. I don't know why you would yeah. immediately taste it. Well, <laughs> well the
0: funny thing is Nate does the same things with the barrel of spice in the oven. Oh, exactly. and he drinks <laughs> like, yeah, this has been here for like five hundred years. This, he
1: drinks one of the, the, or whiskey. the rum or but something. That's a yeah. good joke, right? right? Like you make it a joke.
0: Well, and because he's a bartender and he's just right. been drinking the whole movie. He
1: has been drinking the whole he's movie. He's been
0: drinking the whole movie. I don't remember Nate being an alcoholic in the film in the game, but he's definitely bordering that in the film for sure. He downed so many bottles of wine.
1: There was a lot of There was alcohol.
0: a lot of wine. But yeah, everything just
1: doesn't, the chemistry doesn't quite work, right? Right. And I thought Chloe was interesting, right? I had no problem with her, but the chemistry just doesn't quite come together. Uh, It's shot fine. Like I say, like it's a good film for 40 years ago, maybe even 30 years ago, but it just doesn't have. I'm going
0: to say even 20 years ago. I think early 2000s, 2000, 2010, this still would have landed.
1: You're right. It would have stood out because we, you know, I think you're exactly right. We don't have a great deal of films that reach the indiana jones level no yeah yeah, yeah. right it just doesn't happen and yeah. so and, and indiana jones eventually can't right like it can't re- no i can't they can't it reproduce it over over the again. success they've had right um, and th- the lessons you learn from that is you need to have this sort of special chemistry to make mm. that work and this does everything it needs to but again today the standards are different for this kind of storytelling
0: it's hard it it really does it comes down to the chemistry of characters their interactions their banter their the the wittiness between them the fun they have and it comes down to excuse me it comes down to just the story comes down to just good old-fashioned script writing and storytelling yeah that's what that's what it is and I don't think that this script was strong enough to carry the somewhat okay chemistry (laughs) Right? Like, I think that Wahlberg and Holland are actually fine together.
1: And with better... They're fine. I gotcha. Yeah.
0: They're fine, but they're not great. And I think they're not great because of the script writing, because of the screenwriting.
1: Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll I'll buy that completely. I
0: think Chloe doesn't fit really much at all. Uh, I think she felt forced into this film. I don't think she fit the right way. Um... I think going forward, if they were to do another film, the thing with the the thing with the games is like Sully's there, but he's not there for an entire game. He's too old. He's too old in the game. So his
1: job is to drive. Wahlberg wants to be an action hero,
0: and he's not. That's not his character in this film. It shouldn't. He should not be an action hero. That's why he's not involved in that plane sequence.
1: Right, and why he's not underground in the. when they're going for the tomb, right? He's right. the angel, he's the right. heaven half. Right?
0: That's why he's that's why he's flying the helicopter instead of fighting on the mm, boat. Right. And so like he's there and he's doing things and that's great. But so often Sully is this guy you need to save. He's this dad who's kind of around, who's there to help. He's maybe funding some of this stuff. Like he's mm-hmm. he's got this wisdom. Right. He's there as a moral compass that is a little bit flawed. So you know he wants this gold. But he's also there to tell you, hey, man, we're in too deep. We need to... This is not worth it, man. We need to stop. Um, Or he's there to help you, like, say, hey, relationally, like, he brings people together is what Sully is doing. And he doesn't really do that in this film. And I think going forward, he he just needs to... He needs to be this moral compass, this guiding thing for Nate, like this guiding light for Nate. But... The big thing that needs to happen is eventually need, they need to bring Elena Fisher in, who ends up being this romantic love interest, the main partner for Drake in all of these games. That's so and interesting. And so you, you end up spending a chunk of time, I mean, almost the whole first game goes back and forth between solo venture mixed with saving Elena and then playing with Elena as a partner. Same with the second. You start the, the second game, you're with Chloe for most of uh, the first half, and then you're with Elena for the entire second half third game same exact thing you're with Elena and a group of Elena Charlie Cutter Sully for the first half uh sorry Chloe they say Chloe Charlie Cutter Sully for the first half Elena for the second half and then you were Sam for the entire fourth game fully so, all the way through
1: so so okay
0: so you're you're always playing with this group you're always with somebody else unless you get separated and then you're you're playing okay. like this solo because they have to go back and forth otherwise it gets a little old right 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 but you're always in Nate's perspective. But it's that chemistry that makes the game fun because you're working alongside these people and they're helping you up ladders or they're helping you do these right, things to you. get to the next point. Or there's puzzles you can't solve by yourself. So you need two people to turn across, right? You need two people to, right. four so people yeah, to stand on right. these marks to be able to find the, you know? It's it's stuff like that. Um, but Elena's gonna be that key. And if they can get the chemistry right, if they were to ever bring her in, if they ever get a sequel, if they were to bring her in like as long as you can get the chemistry right for Nate and her like the film would be rep, fine come the together. film would be fine yeah
1: all right so so let's wrap this up because we've done our our bashing i'm going to say yeah. one other thing about the film and then i have a question for you great so i think the music was really mediocre too uh yes I,
0: which is not what you expect from uh raman jawadi yeah
1: it felt i mean i think the one theme which i don't know maybe it's nate's theme there is
0: one moment i get goosebumps in this film only one and it's when he finds his gun holster and becomes nathan drake you can hear the theme kick i heard comes out on the boat and i said yes like this is that was great like that that was like fully i was like oh you did you did that right I well, felt that. And
1: and it, I heard you do that. Like there were a couple times I heard audible responses yeah. uh from you when you saw something that I think matched up. So so yeah, but the rest of the, the soundtrack I felt like didn't quite match the film like it felt like it was either behind the film Mm. or wasn't in the tone of the film right I don't know it just felt off it wasn't bad again there's nothing bad here it's just it's it's just mediocre it just doesn't come together yeah uh so my question for you is do you give this a sequel
0: I give this a sequel I personally say I want to see another movie
1: right but does this film make you feel like you can feel good about what will happen in a sequel
0: I feel hopeful.
1: Okay, which is very different than you felt when you walked in the theater tonight.
0: Very, very different. And the reason I feel hopeful is because if it does get greenlit for a sequel, there it won't be nine years before it gets made. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Good point. And so, and I, and because they'll be able to hopefully, hopefully, what will happen is, you have you have Sony, who owns the rights to Uncharted, but they've hired Naughty Dog, the game developer to be to like they made the, these games right mm-hmm. they've made the stories these are the characters based off a of naughty dog that sony ends up actually owning the rights to and so when you have sony productions and you have naughty dog and you have all of these people saying okay let's look back at how this film did what worked what didn't we get to reflect let's write a new script let's not use the same guys as last time let's get a different director sorry reuben Flesher, you did fine for what we was given to you but let's get different directors let's get different writers and let's try and figure this thing out because we've clearly set up a sequel in some capacity right and what we did get right was was great what we got wrong really we didn't we weren't we would, we weren't even close to the mark so i feel i feel confident that a sequel would actually be leaps and bounds better than this first movie i feel like this first movie is strictly just this prequel this like prologue because we don't really know Nate nathan drake as nathan drake yet you know what i mean
1: and from what you're describing of the games there's huge missing gaps so so it gets a sequel for you
0: it gets a sequel for me i want to see another movie
1: so do we do we come see this in the theater
0: i say yes i say go see this in the theater only because it's a big adventure film and it's just this is just going to be more fun on a big screen this is still going to be fine it's still going to be fun to watch on a small screen. Right. It's a great popcorn movie night mm-hmm. on a Friday yeah, evening. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, yeah, go see it in the theater.
1: Yeah, there's nobody here. I mean, if, if you want to go to a COVID safe film, I think this is your winner. Heck, yeah, especially if you like,
0: go, at a, go to like a matinee. We were here at five o'clock for this movie. Like but if you want it like theater. 1 p.m. on like a Tuesday or something, if you can swing it because you don't have work. Listen,
1: we're here on opening night at the 5 p.m. Yeah. show. There were six people in the theater. This yeah. is a good safe bet. Uh so that that feels great, and with Movie Pass coming back, or you know AMC and United Artists offering yeah. their their deals, this is one to spend your, you know, whatever number of movies you get a week totally. uh, to watch. So I think that that's actually really great. I would also say though, for those of you who don't make that decision. This is one that when it comes on whatever streaming service, you should pop it on and watch it uh, compared to what I would say about Jungle Cruise, right? Like, oh, I'd say, I don't know, you can skip Jungle Cruise. But I think this is really that, worth watching.
0: No, also, that's the question. Is is this better than Jungle Cruise? This is better than Jungle Cruise. Okay, cool. Because we compared last week, we compared Red Notice to Jungle Cruise. This is better than Red Notice. It leaps and bounds <laughs> better than Red Notice. And that is, again, in the kind of the same realm it is right?
1: yeah it's definitely falling in the same category it's of film absolutely and suffers than from Lips. some of the same exact problems mm-hmm. it just this film and i think some of it's just holland right carries mm-hmm. this film differently and, and so yeah. it, it, it's anchored better yeah great all right so we're getting close to the end of this episode and we want to talk about the future right like we want to look ahead to where we're going and so the first thing we want to do is talk maybe about some rumors and then about things we're looking forward to so
0: great uh, I I don't really have any rumors except for the fact that you said something about MoviePass coming
1: back? I did. MoviePass is coming back, um, and it's wacky, wacky, wacky. So MoviePass's failure to some great extent was they didn't expect it to cost as much to do what they were doing <laughs> i don't think they
0: expected people to actually sign up for it yeah and, as fast as they did
1: and you know people going to a lot of movies whereas like amc or or regal where we're currently going gives us a certain number of films we can see and yeah. they're the ones who are taking the hit whatever it may be yeah movie pass was like paying out cash so it, anyway it failed and apparently there was a lot of bad stuff they did as well to um the people who were, uh, regular movie viewers, like they were changing their passwords on them so they couldn't oh my access goodness. their tickets. Like there's some bad stuff. There's apparently like email communication about that that has been uncovered. So that person who owned MoviePass is gone and now he's repurchased Movie Pass and it's coming back. But now it is a subscription service just like before. Okay. Yeah. The difference is what currently is being reported, so again, lo- Lord knows it's gonna change, is that you, you can buy at different tiers, but one of the tiers is an ad based tier. And to get a discount on movie tickets, some substantial discount on movie tickets, you have to watch an ad. Now that doesn't seem that much, right? Yeah. yeah. Except you have to actually watch the ad. So it has access to your camera. And it watches your eyes on the front oh facing my camera. Gosh. And if your eyes move away from the ticket, you lose the discount, or from the screen, you lose the discount. How long are these ads? I don't know. I don't know anything else about it. It's like Some I can get research 60, for us to do a 60 second ad. No I problem. I could do 60 seconds.
0: Five minutes. No, no. I can't, right, I can't you just, do that.
1: I, I can't I can't not turn I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what happens if I'm looking at my phone right now and I don't know, you make a face or my cat bites me and I look at it, right? Right. What happens Wait, as a How result long can that? my eyes stray for a second? Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. So it oh, but the man. other thing is it will be tr- the That's, current plan is that it tracks your eyes.
0: That seems like an invasion of privacy in this ah, well, I, in I some mean, kind of way. I mean, I know I you're it, uh, you're you allowing it, it but if you
1: own an iPhone, you don't have any well, privacy. Sh-
0: uh, yes, that's that is very true, but it just feels weird <laughs> that it's recording your face doing this thing. It
1: is watching your face do it. That and seems it, like a good way for people to get judgment. some face
0: ID. Uh, yeah, for sure, or and it's
1: also a great way for them to be able to discover what interests you in the ads. Like they could be selling yeah. not just. The, right. uh, not just the ad time, but they data. could be selling data back. About- and that's
0: what the whole thing was before. Is that's why they did it? Is they were selling data to mm-hmm. to theaters and data to to uh, uh, production companies or or studios, things like that. Right. Seeing, hey, these are all the people who are going to these movies. Obviously, you can see the ticket sales, but like we have all of these all this info in our app we can see the checkout right or the pre-checkout like there's a lot of different things right
1: so anyway that's the that Crazy. that's a thing so Crazy. that's a rumor of what's happening and i don't know what we're going to see but we'll see how i have that to say
0: the the one thing that moviepass did is they pushed other theaters to 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 do a subscription model which we did not see before moviepass right you did not have regal saying hey pay $22 a month and you can see up to 3 movies a week you know you yep. didn't have amc Saying like doing the exact same thing, right? How many movies could we was it 3 movies a week at
1: 3, we could see 3 oh, a
0: sorry. week. Oh, sorry, that's AMC's 3 a week. Regal is unlimited. Right. Per per month or something like it, that. Yeah, something like that. We could go back in right now if we, we wanted could. to and, and see another movie. Uh so that's great. I have to thank movie pass for just opening the door to those subscription models because this podcast wouldn't be way more expensive <laughs> right if we impossible. if we had to pay every time we went to a theater. Yeah. So Yes, it pays for itself after you go twice. It's awesome. So, great. I have no rumors. Um, That's okay.
1: That's that's enough rumor for us. What are you looking forward to?
0: Um, Okay, so in our last episode, you brought up Nope. I had not seen the trailer yet at that point. I have since watched the trailer. Holy cow, that movie looks insane.
1: It looks insane. looks really great. I'm very,
0: very, very excited for it. Very excited for it. Um, I think it's going to be great. It's very different from what we've seen kind of different than what we've seen Jordan Peele do, right? It's, mm-hmm. I, obviously when you watch the trailer for Get Out, you're like, I kind of know what you're talking about here. Right. You know, you watch the trailer for Us, you can, maybe you can get an idea of it, but when you watch the movie, you, you fully get the full, you get the full picture. Here, I can't even take a guess as to what he's talking about. Uh, Yeah. The only guess I could potentially make is colonization of some sort. It's
1: I think I think you may be on the right
0: that's the only guess North I America. can possibly Something
1: make. Something about colonization or about you know sort of pre what what white the white world the European world did to Africa during slavery. Yes. Right which right. is colonization but it's also right. this other thing. It's different, right? It's right.
0: right. Yeah. So, so uh, great. I yeah, that's that's one of the big things I'm looking forward to um and the other stuff that I'm looking forward to I've mentioned in other past podcasts like things like the Northmen and uh What's that A24 film? Oh my God. Goodness. Yeah, it's um it's the Michelle uh
1: Yo film, right? Yeah,
0: Michelle Yo. It's everywhere all at once or something. Everything everywhere all at all, all at, at once, once. Yeah. Oh man, that looks great.
1: It looks like it may be the multiverse film we've been waiting for. Although we may <laughs> have the multiverse film we're waiting for cuz there's some amazing rumors about what's coming in Multiverse of Madness including yep. clearly Professor X. Oh, um,
0: oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yes. there's
1: some other pretty big st- stuff there. Um I'm looking forward to, and I just heard about this. I was listening to an interview with John Cena uh, when I was um, watching some Peacemaker piece. Yeah, uh, and if the, you
0: were to say that to me like four years ago, I, I wouldn't have believed you. I, th- I, I would have thought you were watching wrestling for as a fan now instead I, of like I being, have being to forced tell you to watch you're, it with right. your with your daughter. I
1: have to tell you completely the the the. Peacemaker interview stuff I've I've truly enjoyed. I've been watching much more of it than I should. But there's a movie, a Matthew Vaughn movie coming out called Argyle. Just listen really? to this cast. Listen okay. to the cast. Uh, Henry Cavill, okay. Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Jackson, John Cena, Catherine O'Hara, Brian Cranston, Sam Rockwell. There you go. Jeez. That sounds like a movie I want to see. Oh, my goodness. Um, Wh- when does this come out? So it doesn't have a date listed on Letterboxd, at least. Um, it's some kind of... Uh, spy novely amnesia oh, and
2: memory must, thing. Yeah, great.
1: Right? Um, I don't know. So, he, I mean, Henry
0: Cavill can't get cast as James Bond to save his life, right. so he's just gonna sign it's up gonna with the next best guy who can direct a Kingsman-style James Bond film.
1: And my favorite thing, of course, always on Letterboxd is it has not come out, and it has 14, 14. reviews <laughs> already. Uh, 14 reviews already. Yeah. Uh, and, um... Yeah, so it was one five-star review <laughs> and one two-star review, uh, and then a, and fourteen ridiculous. What reviews. does that two-star review say? I like can't I actually... can't tell you, but there's, uh, you know, I'm scrolling down to find it. <laughs> uh, I can't find out which one it is. That's so. that's hilarious. But yeah, you know, in the letter box, it has that little chart, right? Right, the, right, right. The little bar. These ground. people have given it. this and many like two stars. There's just one and one there, oh and there's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I mean, an amazing cast and. So that sounds really exciting. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out, and when we find out when it's coming out, we'll talk about it and undoubtedly be going.
0: Yes, there are, um, I know that the we haven't seen The King's Man yet, which Correct. Matthew Vaughn made, um, and uh, that actually is hitting streaming uh, in March, uh, so we'll probably end up watching that at some point. I don't know if we'll talk about it. Maybe there'll be a little mini-review here of that in uh, the What Have You Been Watching segment or something. But Yeah, and I know yeah. that
1: Argyle's been shot. Like, I do know it that okay. it has been shot, so it's Awesome. at some point. The other thing I'm interested in seeing, and this is going to sound nuts, is that <laughs> especially after the John Cena line, is that Black Adam film. The oh, okay, okay, I'll Black give you Adam that. Film. Look,
0: look the the trailer that played before Uncharted. Right, today, the heroes trailer. The heroes that they've trailer. They've been you leaned over to me, you're like I don't like when trailers kind of talk about their own movie, right? Like right. when they're aware of themselves, sort of thing. But that trailer actually made me interested in seeing all four of those films okay because it feels like they've just been like whatever with this dceu thing we're just making stuff now we don't really care about it whereas before i felt like they were trying really hard to tie everything together and they just didn't know how to do it right whereas this just again just feels like it's like wow we're just gonna make it here's four films it's fine like the batman feels completely disjointed from everything else doesn't feel like the same universe well and i don't think it is which is awesome like i want to go see that movie that's great aquaman Based on your discussion of Aquaman before the first one, I don't have almost any interest in seeing that second movie unless I want to laugh at something. Well,
1: I'm just going to say I would potentially put a nail through my hand before I go <laughs> to a theater to see that, but maybe it'll be better if there's a good review. I'll go, but I'm not sure if we're going oh, opening night. Oh um, But Black Adam, yeah. And there's so Fun. in the trailer, right? There's the there's a whole pile of Flash takes, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's these characters who probably are associated with Black Adam, and there's several of them one of whom is Dr. Fate or at least it looks like Dr. Fate and there are comic characters who I mm-hmm. find interesting. Yeah. So it feels like Black Adam may in fact be a, an interesting film because it may begin to bring in characters that yeah. are challenging and if they if it works it'll be great.
0: I don't know anything about Black Adam.
1: And I'm not going to share anything about it and I know limited amount.
0: That's great. My big question is does the Rock have to play a different character than he normally plays? In all his other films, to be Black Adam. No. Okay. So like you could take The Rock from Jungle Cruise and put him in a super suit, and he could be the same guy.
1: It just has to be a little more serious, I think, okay. than that. Yeah, I mean, I think you're thinking of the more closer to The Rock in uh, maybe the his first appearances in Fast and Furious, where the movie okay. still had some. Okay. So weight. He, he's more. <laughs> <laughs> to them, like eventually, the movies where they didn't go to space and didn't goof, right? We're yeah. not goofing on each other all the time. Yeah.
0: Okay. 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 I see what you're saying. He needs to be like rough, gritty rock. There,
1: there's a more serious tone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. Not, and,
0: not charming. Right. Suave. Rock. Right, right. Right. And you can yeah. see the
1: grayness of the film they're using there. That's the other thing about yeah. They have, this, they have the Zack it's Snyder like, filter. Yeah. Like yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like switching from filter to filter <laughs> as you watch that trailer. Yeah. So that's wacky, but great. Yeah. So, so there. That's that's another one. Probably worth. That's
0: great. Um, yeah. I don't have any other. There's. I just want to watch a whole bunch of movies, and I don't know where any of them are. I don't know what anything's being released. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anything's coming out. Like COVID, everything is just a mess because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, Which is still crazy to say, uh, like two full years later. Well,
1: and sitting in a movie theater on a Thursday night when a blockbuster opened, even in February, and there's. Like thirty cars now at eight o'clock, or thirty-five cars. Yeah, this parking lot's still not full. So. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. So. so anyway, go to the theater.
0: Yeah, and uh, go support some movies. They might not need your support, but uh, they're worth seeing in theaters over waiting to see on TV. I think. Yeah, so. I think that that's great. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Racking Focus Podcast. Please follow us on social media. Share this with your friends. You can head to Racking Focus Podcast dot com to find all of our social channels some blogs what we're seeing next all of those things over there uh john talk to me about how to uh review us like all that stuff
1: so you can review us on any of the various platforms that we're on because we're everywhere but no matter where you review us and especially if you would review us on apple podcasts give us five stars but crap on us all you want yes please go for so it. the idea is we want people you hear in our voices when we talk about film we constantly say yeah it was a pretty mediocre film but go see it in the theater so do the same thing for us say five stars go listen to the podcast make your own decision but here's what we thought of it when we respond and we certainly want to hear back in those reviews about the changes in our format and if this new format and as it continues to evolve if that makes this experience with us better
0: yeah cool that's great else
1: no i think that's all i'm gonna perfect go watch some more kaiji
0: great i'm gonna go to bed Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast.